Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bottom of the Bill. How you feeling, Bill? Uh, out of 10? Out of 10. 6.5. Check out, or check. Cheers, I'll cheers to check. that. Check. That's where I'm at. Yeah, we're not playing any poker tonight. Unless you want to, just do heads up all night. Uh, <laughs> a little $15 game. Uh, yeah, we could do it. Heads up, $15. Get that, you got that, that, that Trump check coming in. Uh, it came in and it went a long time ago. Tell me about I gotta, it, bud. I, I, gotta, I gotta say, I'm in a bit of a mood today. Why, why is that? I'm in. I just, you know, I'm in. A, I'm in. I'm in a bit of a mood. I'm just not feeling too hot. Staring at the mirror. You know what I mean? Kind of night. <laughs> I don't get it. What's the reference? You're just doing some soul searching. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of soul searching. A lot of soul searching. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, have I have too. Well, we've all been there, bud. So before we get started with everything, uh, we just want to today we're doing just kind of a Bill and I. Hang Orig- sesh, original podcast. An original podcast yeah. where we're taking it back to the roots nine weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we got a couple things coming up. We got, uh, we're got we going into the studio this week, so we'll be talking a little bit about that and the preparation. Uh, yeah, no, I'll see you later, Bill. Don't worry about it. And I'll do this one by myself. I'll hold down the fort. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. Love that. <laughs> we're feeling good today, guys. We're feeling good. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to be doing some prepping for the studio. We're, we're talking about what the prep for the studio is like. And then we've got a – yeah, so we're going to the studio this week. Why do we, why do we uh, 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 have the money to go to the studio? For the fundraiser that we did. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, but it's okay. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. But it is. I do Dogmatic Studios. That's where we're gonna be recording at. We're doing a podcast next uh, next Sunday from there. Also, me, Billy, Aaron, Christian Salazzo, the owner of the studio. Uh, Jay, Jason Sadewi, the uh, the engineer there. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be talking about all kinds of cool stuff. But today we're talking about the prep for the studio and just uh, no audio on Bill. What's going on with you, Bill? Mother, oh, see, Bill is like to be micromanaged, Ugh. but then sometimes he likes to what half-ass it, would you say, <laughs> and uh, not do this thing. Is he good now, David? I, Let I us know. I didn't have my microphone on. This is, we're on fire today. <laughs> Firing all cylinders. Um, Anyways, uh, we want to <laughs> before before we continue, we just want to we want to urge everybody to support the places that have supported us: yeah. Brews Riverside, um, Wicked Barley Brewery. All the Spliffs. places, uh, yeah, and all the places that have kind of, uh, kind of partnered totally have. With, or that have definitely uh, partnered with us over the last few weeks. It's going to be, uh, we we urge everyone to support them. Brews gives you ten percent off your next order at a, uh, uh, um, when you go there to. <laughs> you know, You're still laughing. You there, yeah, bro, I'm fucking. Have you ever seen? You ever seen uh, that episode of uh, The Office where uh, Pam? Yes, Pam, I saw it. Oh, okay, all right, listen, but the episode where Pam is like. Before he, she does a conference call and, and transfers him over, she lets Michael just say something stupid for a yeah. while. So he just gets like a test run. Yeah. That's basically what happened. Yeah. And then connects him after. Yeah. So that's, that's basically what happened. I, I was just doing a test run. I got it all out of my system, and um, I'm here to have fun. You're here to have fun? I'm at my own house. a good time today? Yeah. You know what? It's Sunday. It's Memorial Day weekend. I want to give a shout-out to all the... Uh, 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 men and women who are in service. I understand that Memorial Day weekend is not about veterans, uh, but for the people that have passed and everything. But I still want to give a remembrance to them. My papa, he was in the Korean War, and he's he's done passed away. But 
Anyways, my uh, my uncle was in the Vietnam War. He's a fighter. He used shotguns from the helicopters. Are you serious? He passed away what, back in the seventies. That's though, what, so I didn't know him. That's but. what uh, 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 our bass player Sean's dad, Mad Mad Dog Mike. Mad Dog Mike. <laughs> Mad Dog Mike Thomas, dude. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a man. Yeah, man. they're 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 awesome. Uh, so, anyways, um, about about uh, the studio stuff. What, what, uh, we're gonna be recording a lot of keys this weekend, so a lot of it's gonna be uh, keys. Sp- yeah, some keys, some, some, some synthesizers, some piano, uh-huh. some yep. we'll maybe redoing some stuff that we thought was good that Excuse just me. actually isn't. And uh, what do you what do you what are you doing for, to prepare, Bill? So nothing. I like to go in completely dry and not practice. Same way you do. <laughs> and I'm kind of just like leaving it out there, like on a diving board. Like, is he gonna pick up on it? He's like, yeah, I don't practice either. I'm like, no, I practice all the time. Yeah, gotcha. This is a I got you podcast. This is gonna be one of those I got you podcasts. Yeah, I've got I've got a whole list of things that I'm just gonna bring up, and uh, you're just put you in the hot seat. Put me in the hot seat, bro. What are you gonna talk about? Well, uh, uh. My my idea for the studio, honestly, because it's just it's just me and like three other people watching. So I would I would uh, suggest uh, uh, let's not redo anything yet for my piano parts. It, it, it like when we get there, we'll get there. But let's do all the new stuff. Yeah, totally. And then we'll do all your guitar stuff. And then at the end of that, which will probably take forever for you, um, we'll do uh, uh, the the touch-ups on mine like you would a beautiful Van Gogh piece that is just kind of aged and you kind of just got to touch it up a little bit. Yeah. But it's going to be hanging in the uh, Dorset. Did you just call yourself Van Gogh? Van Gogh? Is that what you did? I'm a, 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 an artist. Uh, that's debatable. I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so what's your favorite part about being in the studio, Bill? Um, probably my favorite part about it is that it's like quiet and that it's dark, which I like dark rooms a lot for some reason. I'm a cave dweller. But I like that um, it's like shut off from the world and this is what you're doing. And I do like that about it. And um, I like the professional aspect of it. I feel like I'm in uh, some sort of movie. Some, some wow, somehow. this has been incredibly vague and stupid. Let me tell you what my favorite part about being in the studio is. There's an element to being in the studio where you have <laughs> where you have unlimited hello whiskey. <laughs> you have unlimited access to possibilities when you're writing and producing. So you can take a certain amount of time to do something, and all of a sudden you're listening back to these ideas, and and you start to hear different ideas that aren't even in there yet. But then you get to try them out, and with the with with the uh, with the technology that they have nowadays, you can literally try anything out, and it doesn't take very long to try these ideas out. So you get to really, you get to really have these creations come to life, and uh, in a, in a way that you can never really do in a live scenario. You yeah, know? it's like filming digitally. Don't they do that? They do. I'm yeah. saying like back in the day, that all they had was film, and it's just like they'd have to just be like, okay, take one, and then be like, I guess we have we'll have to develop the film and watch it the next day and right. see if that was good or not right that's why uh, all the films back then were so good because the actors had to be really really good yeah or that's why they're they were also that's why people complain about the bad acting if you could if you could get a million tries to do one scene well, uh, uh, and then and then that's why kind of all the the lo-fi like 60s and 70s and even 80s i guess all the tapes and everything before they did it digitally like you gotta, you gotta get it right the whole tape yeah exactly you can't you can't mess up exactly and now it's it's easier and you can do better things with it, but I feel like um, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just being uh, an elitist or something like that, but it seems like back then uh, 
if if you were in a, a studio musician, you were uh, above everybody else. Yeah, well, back then you didn't like you said like you didn't have the opportunity can't to try up. things a million times. Exactly, or to punch in and and redo your. You're part gonna run here. out of tape. Yeah. Now you just or, run out of time or money. Or you didn't really, or you didn't even have like the technology wasn't there to do it as precisely and as quickly as you can now. That's true. So whereas back then it probably took you longer to punch in a spot. Because you can't punch actually, in. You had to physically cut. Yeah, you did. You could. You had to physically cut the tape, though. Find out exactly where that was. Physically cut it, and then, uh, and then connect the tape again to, to the new section that you just recorded. And it was a huge process to do. It was just. It was just annoying. It was easier to play through the song correctly after a certain amount of time. And I think so. That, that's so. Your original question: What are you doing to prepare for the studio? Yeah, that you is the same way to be that, that good. I, I well, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say good. I would say great. And then secondly, uh, what I do is I practice constantly the same thing that I'm going to have to do, almost like I'm going to play a recital. Yeah. Uh, did you ever do one of those? Yeah. You did when a recital. I was a kid, yeah. yeah. And and it's just like you got one chance at it. Obviously, we're lucky that we get to be like, oh, you got a million chances because I need a million. Yeah. You need a billion. It was a hundred times more. Yeah, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, but uh, I, 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 that's what I do. It's I just sit down on the piano and I just practice it over and over and over again until yeah, you can. My 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 favorite thing to do is I want to be able to play it um, almost like uh, like a Mr. Miyagi or like some kung fu movie where uh, you can put I'll, I'll put music on that's different and then I'll still play it through it. Because it's already up in my head, and then I like close my eyes, and I can play with my eyes closed. That's 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 where I like. To, I want to get it to where it's so familiar. It's like tying your shoes. That explains why when we're jamming, you're so it's so easy for you just to tune out of everything else that's going on around. You just play T whatever you tune want. Tune out. Well, yeah. I, I would say that I'm so in the moment and so zoned in on what I'm playing right. that I don't have. I I uh, I. I'm just like more connected or t yeah, you're more connected to you, to me, yeah. but you ignore everything else going on around you. Uh, no, I'm just like, uh, uh, I'm so zoned in. Yeah. To you, to me, there's lots of other stuff to be zoned into when we're jamming to in the improv setting, which is a, which is, but what I can do that you can't is that I, I can, I can look up from my hands Yeah. and I can look around. Yeah. But you can't do that. I can do that. I do, do it all the time, actually. If you ever, if you ever see Anton when he plays the guitar, he's just like just staring at his hands, and just and and you can hear him like just kind of like with his with his lips, just going like, "Don't fuck up, don't yeah. fuck up, don't <laughs> fuck up, don't fuck up." That's basically him at every show. I do fine. I'm okay. I have my my moments, but you know what? I'm I'm running with the master. entire enterprise here, right? So I got a million. Oh, no, things you're to great. About. No, you're an amazing businessman. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent with money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, just incre incredible at uh, social media and creativity, everything like that that has to do with running a band. I've said constantly, if he's he's looking for guys, I'm looking for guys. Are you starting your agency soon. <laughs> hey, hey, Catherine. Hey, Brian. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Brian is the manager hey, over Katie. at Monkey's Uncle, and uh, and yeah, we can't wait to be back there either, man. We're fucking Brian. Are you, are you having uh, music yet at Monkey's? I want to play a show yeah, so we're bad. Trying to play, we're trying to play some music, you know. Even if if we have to wait until till July, uh, I've got it. I've got it on my calendar. I'm just like trying to be as cautious as possible. I'm like I'm not playing a show to September. That's fine. But I hope that we get to play before that. What do you? How do you compare the the, the studio experience to the live experience? What do you like better? Are you kidding me? Like, uh, you do not you do not drink in the studio. First off, 
Oh, I do. Well, maybe, it, but if it's your day, <laughs> I, it's yeah. Uh, there's a big difference. You're getting paid at a show, and you're paying to this for the studio. This is like you 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 don't go in there messing around. It's the most serious thing I think for me, anyways. Uh, is is playing in a, is recording in a studio. That's the most serious thing that you can do. Yeah, for sure. I think that. Uh, I don't know if I would compare the two of them as as to what I like better. I don't. I think it's really hard what to capture. What do you like better? Yeah. What What do you like better? Playing a show. Playing a show. I'm like being in a, a studio is like like what I'm gonna take what you want to say already is like being under a microscope. Sure. And I was gonna say something like that. But. And, and and if you have any sort of insecurities, which I don't, but if you have like a little <laughs> bit of yeah, them, you're the most secure guy that I if know. If you have no no securities, um, I have a lot of them. A lot of securities. Yeah, lots, and, lots of and, securities. And uh, uh, you get a little bit, you get a little bit anxious, and you get a little bit like, oh, I keep on messing up, and then you get in your head, and it's hard. It's very hard. But when you're at a show, you play the song, it's over. It's not like you're gonna play Tom Petty's uh, 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 "Arms Wide Open." What's it called? Last Dance with Mary Jane. No, no, no. The, 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 the wide open song. Great wide oh, open. The great wide open. Yeah, it's not like we're it's gonna play song. that song, you know, ten times in a row until we get a perfect show. Right. Well, you're I in mean, the moment. I'd much rather be in the moment than have to repeat myself. Repeat well, myself. I think there's. Repeat myself. There's. <laughs> I think there's two. There's two different aspects of it. I don't know that I like one better than the other, but I will say that it is hard to recreate that that feeling after like a really good show. It's hard to recreate that feeling. However. It's equally as hard that's, to recreate. That's a good point. It, it's equally as hard to recreate the, uh, I guess the, the capacity for creativity that you have in a studio. That's going to work. So going to the studio is going to work. Not, it, it depends on 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 how you look at it. I mean, it is going to work. Going to a show is also going to work. But like for me, like if I could if I could just live in a studio, and do that forever, I would like. There's the, the endless possibilities, the, the endless creative possibilities that you have in the studio. To me, it's hard to recreate that. And then seeing or hearing the end result, like this idea, these ideas that were just in your head that are now like that now exist in reality and bring that. It's just it's 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 hard to recreate that. It's too. satisfying. It's a different feeling. For yeah, sure. it's a different level of gratification. It feels it feels literally like you're you're like you're building a house and then the house is is done. It, yeah, it's, or exactly. Like, like any sort of project like that, like uh, 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 painting a picture or uh, yeah. uh, finishing a, a movie or something like that. It's the same exact feeling that you're like, oh, or done. Yeah, so you're not limited to the moment. You know what I mean? No, the 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 entire like process of building something really. Uh, which probably like delves a little bit deeper into humanity, um, gives you that satisfaction than instant gratification on a stage. They're 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 definitely two different uh, uh, sort of um, not pleasures. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, different I mean, different different levels of gratification. Gratification. I yeah. just well, I already said gratification, but yeah. anyways, I, I I agree with you. Yeah. There's not a feeling like it about finishing a piece and right. like recording it, and then it's like. Boom! It's done. There is, but I do agree with you. There is a level of going to the studio where you're like you're under the gun, and you and you have to realize like, okay, well, we we have, we've budgeted for eight hours today. So if we don't nail this within this time frame, then that can be an issue. And then having that in your in your head while you're actually, uh, like while you're actually trying to perform in the studio, that that does create a level of anxiety. And also just knowing from from the artistic side, just knowing that whatever you play is there for like, permanently right so it has to be, has to be the best. perfect yeah. that's what i'm saying that mr miyagi kung fu thing like 
that's where my zoning in and being like, I, I don't know where I am right now. Yeah. Be, uh, not like where I am in the song, but yeah. like where I am at, like physically. Right. And just like, just, just like evaporate. That's what I do. It's like, it's almost like kind of like meditation. Yeah. And I'm really sense. good at that. You don't meditate. We've been I do. I, I actually just started meditating in the last couple of days. Uh, one of my best friends uh, back home, Jeff, he showed me, um, he showed, you know, Sam Harris. He showed me Sam Harris's uh, waking up meditation app. Which is like a really, really good guided me- guiding meditation app for those who don't meditate. Like for someone like me who's never really tried to meditate, uh, this is a great place to start because they're, they're really in depth guided meditations. I, 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 I. It's helped me tremendously. I try to tend away uh, to 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 steer away from uh, guided meditations, and it's uh, what I'll do if you, if you really want to meditate and get get through it, so there's no sort of uh, outer interference. Um, just set a timer on your phone. Just start up at like ten minutes, and then uh, uh, just just lay there and try to just get rid of every thought that you have and think about nothing. And yeah. I know it's impossible to really like grasp, but if you just sit there, set a timer, and just that's it. You can. I think that's Sa- what I do. Sam Harris is really a little bit more advanced, though. Well, well sa- yeah, for sure. I've just been doing it forever. What Sam Harris does is he kind of like he he kind of intervenes when when like your thoughts start to kind of go into like a like a rampage or like just go off into like like the abyss he kind of catches you in that moment because he just knows it's starting from a beginner standpoint and kind of can guide you back into the thing speaking of moments david said are you able to create moments in the studio one of my favorite moments uh in the studio that we had was we had to uh touch up or not touch up but record um all of your parts yeah for the guitar and so it was just me and jay and it was like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because we were just there like all day, and we're like, we have to get not have to get this gun done, but like sometimes you're like on it's a, a twelve-hour day. But yeah. you're like you're on a roll. And you're like, no, we're gonna finish this project. And there's no windows in a studio, and there's no clocks or anything like that. It's so all you, treated for sound, it, so it's all very. But the whole. Dulling the senses. But yeah, one of the my favorite things that we did uh, was it was so funny. It was the weirdest thing. We had this setup where Anton, you couldn't see Anton. Uh, you could just see the top of his head. And uh, but you couldn't see him playing guitar. There was like some sort of what do you call it? like a sound diffuser or something like that, like in, in his way. It's called a door. It with wasn't a, window a on it. door. Was it? A, <laughs> it's not a door. I'm saying like you could look through the studio window and you could see you. Yeah. And if that the, this like diffuser or whatever wasn't in oh, the it's way, oh, a panel. Yeah, a, like pan, a, sound a panel. panel yeah. Thank you. It's not a door. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if the panel wasn't in the way, you could see him playing guitar. And so, so we were recording uh, my song Freedom 35, and he. Uh, <laughs> He's sitting there uh, playing and he's recording. And me and Jay are laughing our asses off because uh, every time that we he would look down and was like trying to figure something out. And then while we said, "Okay, here's your take," and start recording, uh, Anton would just like look up and look at us through the studio window, and all we could see is your head. <laughs> and it was just so funny. Me and Jay were just laughing our ass off. We're like, "Why is he looking at us?" <laughs> and like we couldn't see you play guitar. It just looks like you were just like, just like smiling. That's right. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I, I was really was happy about what I was playing. I, it wasn't even that. Uh, I just I thought it was so weird. But yeah, David, to answer your question, there are you can rec- you can create moments in the studio. There's times when like I'm I'm a big fan of. So like after you've taken the perfect track, like after that track has been recorded, and you're like, "Okay, that was it. We're done." I like to do what they call kind of just like a wild take, where it's just like, 
like play through the tune and just play like whatever comes to your head in that moment try and, and try and play that and sometimes those end up being the best takes because, and then you can mold them yeah you can mold them you can take parts from here and take parts from there and kind of like implement those in certain areas and then what ends up happening is you just created that like you really captured that moment and that moment now exists in that song. And there's a lot to be said about listening back to the tune and hearing something in that moment and then and then putting that into the song, you know. So, yeah, there there is a lot of creating moments in the studio. And part of that creating the moment is like the unlimited access you have to technology, uh, um, you know, to, 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 to create these things that you can't do live, you know, that, that, that there is, it's a different moment, right? But it's the same concept. Yeah. Uh, speak, uh, like that night when you were recording that guitar solo, we d you didn't have it written. Right. And so, yeah, we were just like taking different takes and then I'd be, it, it was almost like, I don't know, I, I can't really describe it at all. Cause like we're, we're in one room and then Anton's in the other room and he can hear us talking, but like we got to this point where we're, we were just like so connected and uh I'm, I'm like oh yeah that was good that was good and you're like no i know what you're talking about and then it just, we just kept on going back and forth and back and forth and, yeah uh, uh those moments are amazing once you find i don't even know, even know what you call that when you get uh, uh like tuned in to to the recording mode it's a different it's a completely different feeling than playing a show and but it's very similar to to being like oh like we're all locked in for this yeah, gig exactly it's almost it's almost the same thing but you're writing which is way different than than playing i don't know how to yeah describe it's it. very yeah it, it, but it's it, the same ballpark oh because you're all tuning into the same kind of oneness of this song without yeah. sounding too pretentious but it's like there's like it's like here's here's the source which is a song that's right there yeah. and you're all focusing on that song and in that moment one person might be playing something and you're just listening and all of a sudden that third party who's listening then hears something with that song and the person that's playing like along to the song be like oh yeah okay that that makes a lot of sense you're tuning into the you're all tuning into the same source and trying to contribute to that source at the same time so it's feeding you while yeah. you're feeding it it's a very interesting perspective in the studio you get to really hone in on that whereas live there's so many distractions and sometimes it's like you're you're trying you're focusing so hard on playing your part correctly. So many naked girls, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um and and like there's other things that you're paying attention to. You're paying attention to whoever's controlling the jam at the moment, whoever you've kind of like like relinquished the the control to at that moment in the jam. It's like there's a lot of other things going on live that are equally as fun, I think, but just it's a completely different perspective. Yeah. The uh, 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 different ballpark, same ballpark. I don't know what the good analogy is, but S it's same almost, arena, different game. It's almost the same. It's the same arena, just a different game. Yeah, it's like the Oakland Raiders are moving the seats in to play a game, and then the A's are gonna play on uh, Tuesday. Right. Multi-use stadiums. Not really. So that was the last one. Never mind. <laughs> so something that I've been thinking a lot about is the reopening of of everything slowly but surely and don't call me surely what <laughs> and what the landscape is going to look like or like what you know what habits that have developed during quarantine that you're going to need to break once things open up again and you know what the future overall is going to look like so i'd like to kind of talk about that are you interviewing me you want to ask me that question no just in general i think i mean i'll ask you the question i'm gonna i have my own answer for it but yeah i'll is start this, with you this is my show just start with me, and then what? You want me to ask you? No, I'm going to start with you, <laughs> and then I'm going to I'm going to make right, your sorry. answer look like it's coming from an elementary school kid. student. Yeah, but like a gifted one. 
yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a gifted ten-year-old is what you're gonna sound like. I'm an accelerator reader. Just lay down the fucking knowledge. All right, sorry, right? I'm getting off topic. All right, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, one of the the things that uh, I have to um, subside doing is like, it was so hard to. Um, I like I love playing music. Don't get me wrong, but it, it's hard to like get you in that rhythm of like. Okay, Friday and Saturday are coming up, and we got shows. So let's. We, I need to practice before those shows. And at first, I was still in that rhythm. And then it's been, you know, I was looking up to uh, today's seventy-two days since our last show. Dude, fuck. I know, right? That's well, insane. but it's almost anyway, three months. And now that that was the one at Wicked Barley, by the way. I'm not even talking an original show. Right. Anyways, uh, 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 so it was like slowly, like my practice schedule has just degraded into. You know, whenever I yeah. feel like a like an astronaut in space or something like that without a clock, then just like when do we sleep? Did I even sleep for that long? What time is it? Right. That's kind of how I feel. So, number one thing for sure is I gotta I quit the no schedule bullshit and uh, start actually practicing um, every day like I used to. Right. Um, and then if anybody out there has any any kind of habits that they've developed during this quarantine, like what are what are some habits you've developed that just aren't that you just won't physically be able to carry over? Well, into what about habits that you want to keep though? You know, what yeah, I mean? we know we'll talk. I have that. I have oh, you that. got that? That's, that's a, a follow up yeah, question. That's a follow up thing. Oh, because I didn't ask you. Hey, Tony. Okay. Uh, did, don't call me Tony. Yeah, but right? I was just wondering if you're just gonna stick with that name or not. But uh, <laughs> did you? Did you uh, um, uh, uh, ha- develop any uh, bad habits during this quarantine that you would like to fix when uh, the quarantine is over? Yeah. So there are. Well, there's one habit in particular that I de- that, that I developed that I don't like, and it's, or maybe a habit that I lost that that I should pick up again, and that is my weekly kind of looking like r- like looking back. Well, actually, I guess what I'm thinking about is a couple of different things. I typically will. Uh, log all the gigs that I played beginning of the week from the previous week and, and calculate the money that was taken in versus the money that was spent and try to figure out what the net was versus what the gross was and try and figure out, uh, you know, where have I played uh, recently or where it's, where it's been a while that I've played at that I need to reach out to and then schedule something else, right? So there's like this, there's just this, this ult- ultimately it's like just calculating like where's the time been spent how much money are you taking in within that time and where do you need to uh follow up to kind of you know make up for this these gaps that I are, feel like, are there. I, I feel like that uh, like i understand like you need to well, do that as a band but like we're not you're not you're not making any money so like of course you're not going to do that. Well, of course, but no, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a point. It's, it's a fact that like, did I take your answer? No, no, no not at all. But it's a fact that, uh, there is no, th- there's nobody to reach out to. Yeah. There's no, there's no projection of like where I need to be when, because there hasn't been any gigs to be played. Right. And there's no money coming in. So there's nothing to really calculate. So what I'm talking, so that's why I, I kind of preface this by saying that it's more of like a, like what did I lose that needs to be reinstated rather than a habit that I gained. So I need to get back into the, the swing of like, you know, once gig, the gigs pick up again to start to log all that and then log the money coming in so I can do my taxes properly and, you know, budget myself correctly. And I also need to just get back into the swing of booking gigs again, yeah. because that's, if that's like my only source of income, I can't just wait around for someone to call to be like, Hey, we're open back up again. What, what do you want? That's just realistically going to happen. There's been so much changeover and management and, or some places are just shut down for good over this period. I need to start getting back in the ball and figuring out, 
you know, what places are still open, when they're going to start booking music, who's in charge of doing the booking now, and what their what their pay what what the pay scale is going to look like moving forward until things get back to normal. You know, so I, it's been kind of weird having to to real like realizing that having to get back into that mindset after almost three months of not having to deal with that mindset. For two months. Well, you 70, said seventy four days. Seventy last two. Seventy two. Right. So it's been almost three months since it's. Yeah, closer to, to closer to two. Okay, but I'm saying from my experience, it's been it's been at least two months and two weeks. Your experience? Yeah, of having to book gigs and be do the you person. Experience I, time differently. Uh, I what I do with that time, I experience differently. Yes. Because normally our phone is just ringing off the hook. Just yeah, when can phone, you play? When my, can you play? And like what? Like my phone get, is, play our gig. My phone is ringing off the $5, hook. Five thousand dollars. We'll give you all the money that we have. Uh, 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 we just need you to play one like song. Just, just do nothing. My like, phone just, does ring off the hook with this kind of stuff. It mine does. too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the, 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 the phone. <laughs> the royal phone. The royal phone is <laughs> ringing off the royal hook. Uh, so, anyways, those are some habits that I think I need to break. Uh, how about you guys? Any habits that you've developed or some habits that maybe you lost during this quarantine that you feel like you need to get back on the ball with? I, 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 I was waiting for you to make a pause like Dora the Explorer there. What do you mean? Because she goes like, what about you? And then looks at the camera and then the kids on the TV are like, the the, the map's over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Wow, it was a throwback. Throwback? Yeah. I watch that every day. So, Okay. <laughs> Um, something else that I've been thinking a lot about is what have you been thinking like, a lot about is what I, the next question I was. Well, ask I mean, I've been thinking a lot about a lot of stuff. Well, honestly. what's one thing you've been a, thinking a lot of? I'm a I'm a real deep thinker. Yeah, you know deep I mean? like a fucking kiddie pool. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> um, like what the what the what's what's our next step? Really, you know, we like we asked we've asked we've had some guests on like last week we had Kara English from Blue Jay Listening Room. The week before that we had Nico Costas from Real Time Management, and we've asked what they feel like the next step is in in their business and now you know we've had to think about uh yeah driving to the office i can imagine that for sure um we have to think about like what's next for us on the artist side of things and i've got like a whole we just kind of discussed this uh briefly the other day you want to you want to ask what is the next step? What's the next step? Like we've seen a lot of music. streaming. Yeah, we've seen a lot and of live performance. Live performance and just yeah, just how we release music and, and the whole thing. And like we've we've seen what we've seen a lot of is kind of like like this this donut. Uh, you know, if your tire blows out in the highway, you put a donut on there to get to the next destination, right? We've seen a lot of this live streaming, virtual tip jars. That's literally e- what we're doing right e- now. Yeah, exactly. E- even even the pop stars have taken on this this method. Um, and it's all kind of low budget because the technology wasn't there to really kind of, you know, uh, to, to, to make it much, much different for, with us versus them at the, at that level. So my, 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 my real question is realizing that that's just like a quick fix. Yeah. What's this actually leading to in the future? And that's why I find really interesting. And, uh, 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 we had a, a long discussion about this yesterday before, uh, coming here to talk. Was about that yesterday? It. it feels like a long time ago. Well, you know what? Some of us time travel and some of us just live life as humans. <laughs> Secondly, I would say, uh, uh, yesterday, uh, we had a long conversation about this, about, uh, uh, uh the future of live performance and uh, uh, Tony's solution is to uh, get a uh, chip implanted into your brain. Okay, well, that's what he said. That's so, a very watered uh, down. Uh, yeah, Mark of the Beast over here. <laughs> but if anyways, you call me Tony one more time, this is going to be a problem. What's right? going to happen? Okay, don't <laughs> don't do that. Right. Uh, 
but uh, so I think that there's a that there's a natural that there's just like there's like a realistic next step to the whole thing, and I'm sure Dave and I are gonna get in deep discussion about this because we have we have very similar ways of like projecting the future. Uh, I think that I think that the next step is virtual reality, and, and uh, which. Uh, I understand it's already been implemented in most it, other industries. Sure. Um, well, what do you know? Yes, has, it has. Like, okay, you can it, go to the movie theater and you buy. Keep on using these words like most and all, like it has not. Yeah, what are you talking has. about? You can't watch. You can't watch VR movies. Yes, you can. You can. You can, and then be inside of a Disney you Pixar watch, movie. And sorry, it's like you can watch. You can watch three no. D movies right now, right? You can but watch, it's like that's not virtual reality. Okay, it's close. It's getting. It's moving in that direction. Is all I'm saying. Sure, sure, sure. But just it's we're not there yet. Most things have already got where, it. It's not where we're at right now. It's where we're going. That's that's the point. But you said most things already have it. Yeah, most most industries are start. Okay, let me rephrase that. Most industries are starting to make the move in that direction. Okay, I'm talking about what we realistically have available to right uh, to us right now as resources versus where we're gonna be at in a year and what what the projection looks looks like in that year. Sure. Right. So I'm not talking about what are we at right now. How do we adapt? I'm talking about where we're we going to be and how do we pre-adapt to that scenario. I agree, and I think I think VR is uh, an excellent thing. Um, uh, it's just it's I I don't know. It, it's just uh, obviously if if we could go back to the way things were, we would. But just just like you said about this like donut that is on a, a broken car or broken uh, or flat tire. Uh, uh, it's kind of like opened our eyes more, saying like eventually, like what is the next step in music? Period, or, right. or live but, experiences. Period. But the but but the, the the market is not going to let it let something like this affect it in this way again, right? So what we have to what what we have to talk about is what is the market going to do? Maybe we don't have the resources and the ability not at yet. the moment no. to influence the, the market in that way. And that's the way that it's going to happen. We, we, yeah, with the position that we're in right now is saying, where's the market going to be at and how does the and, – and how do we prepare for that? You know? uh, I, uh, right, okay. And because, it, because we talked about it yesterday and every kind of detour on this road that you told me that, – that, that you brought up – it all still kind of led to the same place. Sure, yeah. I was actually uh, watching that episode of Black Mirror where you can like replay your life. Yeah. And that, that was an excellent uh, example because we were talking yesterday about if you do this uh, uh, um, uh, virtual reality versus an augmented reality, um, it's like – the the guy that can like see through his whole past he, he, like their eyes just go like foggy yes, yeah. and then for a second they're just checked out of the world right and so uh i feel like um the reason why virtual reality and like the oculus rift and all that stuff hasn't really caught on for all this stuff is because most people um humans I would say, not that you have any relation to them, but I would <laughs> say that humans want to like watch TV and then also be in the actual reality experience. That, no, listen, that they want to watch something and then also be at their house and everything like that. Right. And so um, when you put like a virtual reality simulator on, if we got to that level where it's like, hey, I have a suit and I can feel and I can even like walk around and it just feels like I'm actually there. You were completely checked out of one reality, and then now you're into another one. Right. And so I feel like um, my my argument about this is why it hasn't caught on already because we we don't have the we we have the technology to make it like the like you know low class level virtual reality right. 
But uh, the reason why it hasn't caught on is I think is that humans don't want that. Humanity doesn't want that right. full experience because you can't – you don't want to, like, check out 100% of your your uh, 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 reality that's right. around you, the real reality. And I'm saying – so, okay, so David's saying maybe you're streaming live from multiple, in multiple locations. Uh, that's, that's a way you can scale. You can play in more than one place at, a, at one – exactly. So this is kind of more what I'm saying. And what you're talking about – is I'm that like that's kind of like more of a distant way future. In the future. Yeah, yeah. Right. What I'm saying is what's it look like in, in the next ten years? And I'm talking about like a mask and headphones. Yeah. Where you can. And I'm saying people feel like you're there. Do that. Like have have like like uh, an avatar represent you at a live show. The, the live experience is still there. You're paying top dollar for that experience. So right. Most people. We'll say, well, I'd rather, you know, go through a, a, I'd rather pay the 10 bucks for a stream that yeah. I can put a mask on and wear some headphones and feel like I'm there yeah. without, without having to actually go there. Right. And then on top of that, like, and you can do that from anywhere in the country. Like you could stream that through, through the paywall on Patreon or whatever it might be. You stream that people see that. And then when you're in their town, they, they still want to have, because the live experience then becomes different, right? If we're talking about maybe a hundred or 200 people at a show, you can make it more personal and then play the show and then interact with those people on a different level. Right. Yeah. Which means that people will still pay for the experience of going to that show. If you make that experience a little bit different for them, once the cameras are off and once the streaming is over. So I, you can, I see that, you but collect we the revenue from uh, imagine people that, that stream your, your stream from all over the country. You're playing a show in Asheville, North Carolina, and then all of a sudden you got people in Nebraska, in New York, in California, in Florida yeah. paying through the paywall. How much you just increased your revenue through that? And then uh, when you go back to those areas, you still get the you still get the people that want to pay the top dollar Absolutely. for the ex- for the for the idea of, of exclusivity in the show. Yeah, because so. uh, that, that's what we were talking about too. Is like uh, uh, that it would going to a show if if this whole virus thing and social distancing keeps going, and we have to have like a cap on how many people can go to the show. The tickets are going to be through the roof. It's like going to the Super Bowl. Is right, they said. sell out immediately. Well, not even that, but they're expensive as hell. So like, right. you get to go to the real show, but then. The band isn't gonna recoup the difference still, but yeah, the next step period but the stream through the paywall. Just even the future, yeah, is to stream it. But the thing is, is that's already a thing. No, but what? But it won't be. It's not a thing in the sense in the sense of like the technology, right? Right now we right. have. It's all very limited. Like you have streaming, and then you have like you you can watch it. But the sound's not always that great. The video's not always that great. I'm saying that with the technology we you can you can create a 3d experience right yeah and then and then also kind of create this like this stereo experience through with headphones and with like like some kind of goggle where it doesn't completely check you out from the real world that's but what this, that's it, what david was saying augmented reality right so that's i guess that's that's kind of what it would and be and that's then, what yeah. i'm trying to get at is basically augmented reality is like three-dimensional basically three-dimensional tv and 3d tv right and we've, we've already got that okay but it, and i think it didn't I, take the I'm first time around say, i think that's that's the way it's gonna go because like i said like if unless unless you can experience real reality and the virtual reality at the same time 
I don't think people want to check out like that. And no, then I'm not saying that they do right now. They're so vulnerable. I'm saying that they, they will at some point. And generationally. Right? right, but I think that it's all very generational also. Yeah. We talked about this yesterday about how like our generation embraced things our parents' generation didn't want to embrace yeah. in direct con. It was more of like, like, like a rebellion to, to the, the previous generation. Yeah. That's always how it's going to kind of work. So you have to think about that as well. And just because you and I personally see something as like kind of irrelevant and maybe like not that good, the next generation will be like, they're going to embrace that technology more. So you have to kind of like project how that generation is going to view it yeah. and then invest in that idea. It's always going to be a bit of a risk, right? Like you said, like 3D televisions didn't really take off, right? But that was the first wave of something. There's always a next wave that, that does it better. Yeah. And then you have to kind of figure out what that wave is and then prepare for that wave and adapt. I, I, I agree. Um, it's just it's it's weird to me to think about the next generation or two generations from now and then they're just like, Oh, you're a you're a baby and here's your goggles and yeah. then you're gonna wear your goggles and have a, a, a virtual reality all, whenever you want and then that's just the new norm. That's going to be it though. I, I don't like I, I said, I I don't think so. Okay. Did, how about anybody else? Does anybody else think that's where it's going? Does like, anybody disagree or agree? Hey, Dylan, my brother joined. What's yeah. up, bro? You can feel free to comment and on this stuff as well. And my brother-in-law, Evan, is watching too. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, uh, it seems it seems to me that we already have this virtual reality ready, not ready to go. Like, it's 100% amazing. Um, we, we don't have, like, the body suits where you're, like, uh, uh, what's that that movie uh, uh, Player One start you know where, where you can like go around and, and, and it feels like you're really there like your whole body feels it but it's just like your audio and visual which is you know two out of five sentence, yeah, s- senses sorry. It's, 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 it's in the queue though no and exactly and so like where is this going and then that is definitely going to be an option yeah. I definitely think that's the way it's going to go I don't think that's the way that that in my world you're you're almost making me picture like a Blade Runner sort of movie, which you've seen a hundred times, I'm sure. And <laughs> where, I've never uh, seen Blade Runner. You've never seen Blade Runner? Never saw Blade God, Runner. what are you doing? Anyways, but <laughs> uh, where, where like the technology is completely changed and uh, it's like this is, this is the way the world is now and, and nobody thinks twice about it. I don't think it's ever going to go to that. I think people uh, 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 like humanity and they like they – like congregations and that's never changed but I'm not, I'm not maybe i'm those wrong things, i'm not saying those things go away i'm saying those become elite things yeah yeah exactly. and i'm just i'm trying to say like that that the only reason that why that would take off in my opinion is because it, there there's only it would only be elite things i don't know i i feel like it's uh it would be uh almost elite to say too to experience that super virtual reality world too like uh, you could just because right now easily if like the Disco Biscuits or Umphreys or Fish play a show, they already have that where you can watch on a TV and it's not perfect all the time. But it's like watching a show and it is live and you get that like that uh, that 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 feeling of like, oh, this is that really happening in real time? This is amazing. Right. Um, uh, the, the way the way that any live music works. But I feel like the next step up, 100% to experience that, would be the VR, right? Right. And that ain't that ain't gonna be cheap. The cheap version is, would be the stream, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying I'm just saying to be aware of the, of that transition coming. Yeah. And to, and start preparing for it. You don't want to be the person playing catch up 
when it's no, already no, happening. No, not at all. You want to see the projection. It's very much how, how speculation investments work. You know, Absolutely. It's like, and, and, and that's all I'm saying. It's just that be aware of where things could be going and start preparing for that. Yeah. You don't want to be the last person to the party. No, exactly. And that's why uh, uh, June 3rd, I'm, I'm going into surgery surgery to uh, replace my legs with robot legs <laughs> it's a risky procedure but it'll be worth it in the end david perhaps this time we have been through yeah, we not, are more exactly open he's not blade runner dude you can't trust this guy at all Hold on let me read this first oh sorry I perhaps this time we have been through we are more open to the human to human to the human contact and maybe this will push the full immersion out i mean maybe but i don't think so there's going to be it's going to be a pendulum like we're going to, to shift completely in one direction and then in my personal uh, speculation you're gonna see the virus spread again in that and then people are instead of having a government die. a government force shutdown people are gonna make the conscious choice to to stay home and I think that's when we're gonna start to see uh, we're, we're gonna reach a homeostasis at that point we'll see certain people still paying for live shows but capacities are gonna change so there literally won't be an option to hold on there, there won't be an option for, for more people to go to live shows so there's going to need to be something that kind of that kind of uh bridges the gap br gap. bridges that gap, gap. Or picks up the the, the 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 um so you just have to really you have to really be aware of that and start to prepare for that idea like always think a couple steps ahead like and read the past trends that have happened. We always do the same thing as humans. Like we always repeat the same shit. So think about what those trends are, and then uh, and then start to, start start to prepare for that trend. I was uh, uh, I was gonna say uh, the the craziest thing that's I think is gonna change are festivals. Like yeah. that, like large outdoor events and everything like that, where you can have that was the whole point of festivals is is wow, there's thirty thousand people seeing this band. You can't have well in a stadium, I guess you could too, but uh, 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 like Bonnaroo, for example, uh, is probably the biggest festival in uh, uh, the America in America, oh, right? Coachella or something. Coachella's big too. It was so big they ultra had to music make festival. ultra ultra's good, but like. Bonnaroo is a hundred thousand people. Camping. So is Ultra. Really? Yeah. Oh, Miami's a hell of a place. Anyways, sure I'm is. trying to say, uh, 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 th that's not happening anymore. There won't be happening. There's no way not it that can. Not that scale. No. Unless, be. unless there's some sort of cure. So what do you do? That what I'm. Yeah, exactly. What does you, what, what does the music? Let's let's say this, the, this let's is the whole point of this conversation. Yeah. What's the next step? Well, let's take let's take let's take the market as a whole out of it. What does the music industry do? Right, because the music industry would it be virtual reality camping in a festival. Maybe and trying to find that's your a car really, that's at a really three o'clock in the morning. That's I had really, to ask it. That's really <laughs> <laughs> You can virtual reality experience that. Get a ground like a virtual reality <laughs> ground score. <laughs> I'm liking this already, man. This is this hilarious. is great. I love this. <laughs> this is awesome. I, I know Dylan knows what I'm talking about. Well, anyways, I I think that uh, a, a virtual reality festival, um, it, it could it could happen, but it's mostly the live experiences. I, I right now they're trying they're already trying to do a version of that, which is which is the the drive-in music festivals, which. David recently had someone on his podcast, the Toilet Paper Fortune Cookie podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, was it Micah? Uh, it was Micah that talked about it uh, from Midwood Entertainment up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, he talked about, about how the logistics of driving music festivals are going to be crazy. Yeah, you can't do it. And uh, why don't you drive in movie theaters anymore? Why'd you th why would you think it would be a good idea to bring it back anyway? Yeah, well, <laughs> hello. Well, 
there's well, there's a difference with driving mu- movie theaters versus driving music festivals. There's an entire culture that exists of, dr- of 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 music festivals where it's about like going to get a drink and eating the food, and then like going to the bathroom because you're there for a couple days, and you know th- there's five people in one car. How do you how do you compensate for the, all those tickets? You exactly. Know I mean? yeah. So there's a lot of logistics that, that are being brought into it that are that are really good points. I'm saying that that's they're going to try that. That'll be the 3D television that you're talking about that doesn't really work, and then there's a next phase that's gonna that's gonna and take I agree. that out. I agree. Whether it's augmented reality or virtual reality, there's going to be some kind of version of that that I think we need to be aware of. We don't have the resources to create it. There's a whole other thing. Yes, Mike, Micah Davidson. Yeah. There, there's a there's a whole other uh, thing. Of 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 creating that urgency in the market, but we don't have the resources right now to do that. No. So we have to we have to kind of speculate where it's going, prepare for that, and then once we prepared and we can make that market work for us, well, the then first one there. we can create the urgency and in the market I, after that. I agree. It just seems like uh, uh, the way that you're thinking about it is right now we want it, we want virtual reality and everything like that now because it'd be amazing because of the urgency of the fact that we can't do live shows or we can't we can't go live sports or anything like. Yeah. Yes, Ben, a hundred percent. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's a, that's something else I brought up the other day. No, because nobody DUI. drinks at shows. Right, that's the whole thing. It's like <laughs> you, you you can't. Do you sell drinks to people that are driving to a music festival? You can't do that, right? I mean, no. it's like yeah, that's the whole point. But Liability, exactly, the insurance and all that. Micah talked about all this stuff as well. This is all very good stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, your uh, your your urgency is because we can't do it anymore. That's what humanity does is like they try to fix that problem and this is the way we're that's, going that's with it. That's what the that. market does. Humanity is, is oh, it's too broad. There's one thing that, 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 that creates the urgency and that's the market and the consumer yeah. because, the, because the market creates the urgency, the consumer buys the product. But what I'm trying to say is this, is pretend, pretend that uh, um, this coronavirus never happened. Right. Do you think there would be the same thing with this would still be the future i think this would still be the future i think i think that the coronavirus just expedited the process and i'm trying to say uh okay so you may be right but i'm trying to say that uh i think that it is still going to be a luxury because yes or not even a luxury i don't even it'll know what to a, describe it'll be it. a luxury thing for sure it's just like uh uh nothing beats the real thing you can always use that argument but i think uh you 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 can't ever really get the feeling of going camping in Swanee and then all the all, everything that comes There's with that. that. And then maybe you can a uh, hundred years from now or something like that. Maybe not. Not it won't be. Still maybe it won't be. It won't be in our lifetime. I don't think. No. But Ben brings up a good point about the premium premium insurance, which which means you have to spend more. This 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 all affects your overhead, right? And then your overhead goes up with these driving. Uh, concerts or, or festivals, but then your your uh, your recoup of those costs through ticket sales and sponsors goes way 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 down so this is why logistically these these drive-in concerts are going to have a huge it, it, they might be able to work it out i'm sure like it sounds like, cool they might be able to think of a way to work all this stuff out that i'm not thinking about because to me that do, that doesn't seem like the end that seems again th- this is like the second donut on the second uh Cause, wheel cause of they the were, tire that blows out on the highway drive because you know I mean? drive-ins were like really popular in the 50s i'm talking and uh uh and in the 50s and there were no duis back these then. are these are quick fix solutions or band-aids so duis right? no more Josh, Josh Coke, my boy, right there. I haven't oh, seen that cool. dude in forever. What's up, man? Thanks for tuning in. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say, Ben. Is that uh, uh, it's it, it's 
if if we got to a point where uh, uh, Anton was saying that we put a chip on our head and basically like we're just like we're th- we're there, um, and it completely replaced the real thing because it felt just as real as if we were there. I'm not even saying that. I'm just well, you said that yesterday, and uh, 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 then I think that everybody would make that jump because what I'm everybody saying, would go to that festival. It'd what be I'm awesome. saying is okay. So Ben, what you're saying is the under, which is basically what Billy's just kind of adding on to it is that Ben is saying the underlying demand is still there. The culture is what Billy is saying is that it, you, it's not, it's irreplaceable. What I'm saying is that, uh, what I'm saying is that, uh, the, the next generations that won't get to experience the, the live experience, the way that we grew up experiencing it are not going to know the difference. So I'm, it's I'm inevitable. Not, it's inevitable. I'm not saying that we take away that live experience. No. I'm just saying that that becomes a top dollar, uh, uh, um, commodity, I guess, and that okay. We whatever. gotta figure it's, out what commodity means. It's buddy. it's a top dollar experience. Luxury. It's a luxury. It's top dollar Opposite luxury. Commodity. And then okay, <laughs> and then uh, and then you have you start to provide this this virtual or augmented experience, and the next the, the the following generations settle for that. Like think about how we listen to music right now, right? Back in the day, it was all about. It was all about stereo, quadraphonic recording, and all this stuff. And then people put on, put on, people put on headphones. People buy the surround sound systems. And then as time goes on, the future, it all becomes more about the, the convenience. So the future generations are now listening. Hold on, the future generations are listening to music now on iPhone speakers yeah. and Mac speakers, and could give a shit less yeah. about stereo or about the full-on experience of listening to music. Which, in my opinion, Ben is equally as irreplaceable as going to see a live show right so my point being is that the future generation cares less about the full-on experience and they care more about just about just seeing an experience of any kind i was going to help your argument out uh uh for example back in the day before there was uh high definition television everybody would want to go to a baseball game or a football game or basketball game because you're there and everything like that uh uh and you could see it much better but if if you could like pick between the two of them, obviously the experience of the camaraderie of uh, you know uh, uh, twenty thousand fans is amazing, but you see the game way better on NBC. Yeah, like you do. It's similar to that. And I think uh, 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 they've even seen ticket sales falling and everything like that because the experience of uh, uh, of having it from your the comfort of your home is uh better and so i think that's there's a huge market for that there's like a market imagine for that. you don't have to drive all the way to murfreesboro tennessee and 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 exactly. camp in the hot sun and everything like that in bonnaroo and exactly. everything like that you can just like just put on a pair of goggles and everything sign me up exactly and ben, i think it's inevitable and ben you you make a good point about some of the best moments that you've had are turning to your buddy and going holy shit that doesn't negate the like, like what i'm talking about doesn't negate that experience if you have a 3d experience or, or an augmented reality experience and you have an avatar that can represent you you can still turn to your buddy as an avatar and be like holy shit this is amazing or just invite right? him over to your house and have or goggles. just invite him over to your house and and, and have the and wear the goggles do the whole thing and then you can still represent each other as as as, as an avatar i'm in sign so, me up what, we got, saying, what do we got to do? I'm not saying that I'm in. I'm not saying that I agree with this. I'm saying this is inevitably where it's going. And that's like kind of uh, the sad reality that I think that we kind of have to st- like think about. Like even though we don't like it, we have to think about that and maybe try to try to start to prepare for that reality. You yeah, know? like the, the reality that like for global warming, like uh, uh, Miami is just going to be underwater. Like We're just going to be like, okay, we'll, we have to start New Miami somewhere. Yeah, maybe. 
So I'm thinking uh, 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 the same sort of situation. Like we're we're. Although I want to get Ben losing. on the show and we can talk about. It. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, interrupt it's, you. It's fine. It's I, I, kind of, I've learned how to not interrupt, but apparently not for you. I do want to get Ben on the show. We can talk about this a lot more. For cool. Sure. Like you should text him that. Anyways, I would uh, say that uh, uh, we've the same thing with music where it's kind of uh, getting to this point where it's like, oh shit, we have to change. We have to make a change. Otherwise, it's going to fall apart. Exactly. So, like I said, it is inevitable. The urgency in this case, uh, regardless of the market, like this, what you think is the market is the urgency. I, I would say it got uh, hyper boosted with the the virus and everything like that. And yeah. I think that's the way that's going to go. Yeah, well, and also... Maybe like, not. I don't know. No, I, th- I, I, I think that it is going to happen. And I think that... Um, Ben, also to your old, maybe like kind of like a rebuttal to your point. <laughs> Dude, um, it's in Naples. Just move Miami to Naples. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Just move it across Alligator Alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of like a rebuttal to your point about about like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so kind of like a rebuttal to your point about about like like turning over to your friend and be like, man, like holy shit. I think that uh, most people, if you think think about like like, like the mass music market. Most people don't value that experience as much as someone like like like, like me, you, and Billy might might uh, value that aspect of going to a live show. You know, like there's I think the again we have to think about music like the way it was recorded back in the '60s when we first started discovering like quadraphonic recording and stereo recording and all the stuff where it became like. You put on the headphones, you buy surround sound systems. It was all about making the better experience, like like sonically, right? But then. Uh, then it kind of started to go back a little bit. Well, it's like, okay, well, we want more of the convenience. We want to be able to listen to this in our cars. We have eight track recorders. We have tapes. We have CDs. It evolves. It, it all devolves and then it starts to evolve again, right? Yeah. To where you have like, and you have like MP3s and, and it's like, it starts to get to like a new level of evolution. But then it's like, now we're listening to, to music on iPhone speakers and Mac and, and computer speakers, like built-in speakers, which are dog shit. It, it, it just destroys the entire production. Most people don't care. They just want the experience of hearing their song for the lyrics or for some aspect of that song they like. They just want to be able to hear that one thing. Yeah. I'm saying view it through the consumer's eyes or, or, or listen through, through their ears and don't think about so much about where you're coming from. We are not... We like like we are not the purveyors of of uh, of, the, of the market. We're we're the people that are like we we view it from like our perspective. Most people, since we're musicians, most people don't think about it like the way that, the, the way that we think about it. Try and think about it like that, and that's kind of the whole thing. And it's there's so much markability to it too because it's like uh uh yeah we could sell out this venue and then we have all these virtual streams so you just make more money exactly and, and it's a win-win exactly and i i think that's the way it should go so robot leg surgery is happening <laughs> at some point is, that will and and to conclude this conversation i feel like i, I yeah. feel like i feel like run, run this in the ground yeah. I, I was trying to be uh devil's advocate but I, I just fucking destroyed uh, the devil. No, no, I was just DA, right? You know. I'm just saying, I destroyed the devil. Yeah, you, you're great. Okay, cool. Matt Coop, that's my dog right but there. I miss I, you too, boo. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> down with, I'm down with VR. I also want to say that nothing's really gonna replace the live experience. It's still going to be the, the case. Uh, back in the 1800s and everything like that, if you were poor, you just didn't get to listen to music because uh, 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 the only way you're going to hear Beethoven is if you're rich and going to the concert to see him. Right. There's no, there's no music around. Right. So uh, uh, it is a, it's a luxury for sure. But I think that in the same way that when the first iPod came out, it cost like six. 
$400 and nobody had an iPod. They all had right. CDs still. Right. It's just going to be an evolution. But as far as to what uh, a band needs to do to get to that level, I have no idea. Yeah, well, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure it and, out. We'll get uh, back to you. And Ben, like, you're, you're right. I, I like there's an aspect that's great. I'm saying that the live, like what, 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 what does a gathering look like after this? That's all. That's really what my main point is, is what does a gathering look like after this? looks like my family you know? reunion. Um, <laughs> so a lot of like cousins and let's, let's get into that. No, shall we? Anyways, uh, unpopular opinions. Oh, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up. All right. Uh, uh, unpopular opinion. Who's, who's first on the docket? Uh, uh, I think you are for Bill sure. Is, well, can I read it? No, no, I, I've got it. I've got it. And I'll read yours. Uh, I'm the first one, actually. Oh, you're the first one. Uh, to me, high-waisted jeans have to go. High-waisted jeans on men? No. You're not a big fan of them on uh, men? On, on women. On woman? I'm not into it. I get, like, look at, I get that's not my call to make. You're not doing it for me. I'm not trying to make that point. All I'm saying is that as an individual person who's attracted to women. It's not a person. I'm... <laughs> I don't like I don't like it. Let's go back. What happened? Like, like what I happened? Like, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Like the Brazilian low waisted jeans. I'm into that. You're look. going even back. You shouldn't go back even further. When like Britney Spears was like, I've got low low jeans now. That was well, that's I like, when it I like started. the Brazilian jeans. Though. That was my thing. Brazilian. Yeah. Did you guys have that here in Jacksonville? I was, I wasn't here. I was probably in Kentucky. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, I think it's sexy as hell. It, like reminds me of the '80s, and I I think it's cute. What do you guys think? I like I like I call them uh, uh, denim diapers. Denim well, diapers, and I think they're adorable. So unattractive. I like it. Yes, I you hate mom. Thank you, David. I agree with you. Mom jeans. I'm yeah, all mom about. Jeans. I'm I'm about mom jeans. Uh, this is the next couple are yours. No, next couple. Well, I'll give you one in between. Oh, um, uh, uh, unpopular opinion, and uh, I don't think it's that unpopular. Ghosts. Ghosts are not real, and even if they were, not scared. I disagree. Go to church. Come at me. <laughs> I, disagree. I don't me? go to church and I disagree with I'm that I'm just statement. saying I'm not scared. That's a little scary. I will tell you. So the reason why I brought this up anyways is because uh, I just moved into this house uh, on Gilmore Street. Whoops. In Riverside, in Riverside. Jacksonville. I won't give you my whole, whole address. But, I'll give it uh, to you. Uh, uh, send me a DM. No, you, relax. Uh, sl- okay. Slide into the deems. Okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. All right. But uh, uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, uh, every night at like 5 o'clock in the morning, I'll, I'll go outside and have a cigarette, and I'll sit outside, and there'll be – I hear the in the leaves, I hear a person walking around. I thought it was a possum or uh, one of them uh, pointy-nosed cats, the rakins. Raccoons, you call them down here? The rakins. The rakins. And I thought it, I thought for sure that it was <laughs> – ghosts are not real. And also uh, – uh, 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 so I, I – I, I And if they are real, I don't care. Like – uh, but the whole point is, I was outside and uh, uh, I hear every single night at five o'clock in the morning, just like footsteps, just like that. And there's no spirits either, but anyways. Uh, okay. But uh, I agree uh, with you, Michelle. Okay. No, I'm telling you, it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. It's unpopular. Uh, so, so I, I, I realized after like a couple weeks of this that I have a floodlight um, at the back of my house. Mm-hmm. So I and it's motion tracked motion tracker. So I turn it on. And uh, uh, I go back out there again, and it takes, like, a little while to turn on. And then, like, 30 seconds later, it just, like, f- turns on because somebody's, uh, some- something's walking back there. And there's still nobody out there. And as soon as that light came on, no more footsteps. The ghost of Gilmore. Ghost of Gilmore Street. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, if it's real, 
come at me. Okay. What are you gonna do? Why are people scared of ghosts? Oh uh, well, there's a there's a lot of different reasons. Because they can't why. explain it. Yeah, that that there's there's something about that for sure. Come and you can't me. control it either. Who like cares? It just, it just it just. What it do just, they want? First off, and secondly, what are they made out I don't of? Know. Okay, I hate that question if, so much. If, it's so stupid. And, and, and the last last thing about ghosts. Show me a picture. Just one picture oh of a ghost. God, Just show me a picture of a ghost. And then here's here's the last. Okay, and I keep on having a lot of points, but this is the last point. Uh, 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 ghost, uh, uh, worst weakness, sunlight. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. Is, uh, this ghosts is, aren't real. This is uh, Billy's thing. Uh, I don't agree with it, but anyways. Ghosts aren't real. My next thing is uh, stadium country is the worst country. Yeah, uh, it's the worst. It's the worst music. Period. I'd yeah. rather listen to your shit than Stadium My Country. Shit? Yeah, your shit. Okay. I'd rather listen to that than uh Stadium than than Stadium Country. Do you have like a Luke Bryan, there Jason you go. Aldean? There you go. I was uh, you know, all this crap. All this stuff can. And I I will say I have a good I have a friend of mine from oh, a while got, back ago that's exceptions? involved in one of these in one of these uh, bands like up in Nashville and you know the fact that you're playing with them and making money and doing your thing that's fucking awesome. I. I would play in one of those bands if it made, meant a good paycheck. All I'm saying is it that all started. You know where it started music from? Is yeah, it started with Bon Jovi. No, in the 80s, no, no, and then they no, used to put a twang on that no, shit. And no, no, and then all of a sudden well, it's maybe, country music. That's well, so so but, stupid. But the stadium country, country it started music. with the Friends in Low Places. That's exactly where it oh, started from. Oh, Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth Brooks started it all. It's it's so bad. It's funny when uh 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 like all back back in the day like all the all the. Country singers, they hated Garth Brooks. Yeah, because they're like, "What are you doing, man? You're selling out." I'm here. I'm just like, "This is hilarious." It's but, so bad. But no, but he was the first one, and then yeah, I, I agree with you. It's emo farm, is what I call it. The last unpopular opinions are yours. The last two. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do we'll just do four because I don't like the last one. But okay. uh, uh, this is this is also uh, about me. I'm a scientist, okay. and uh, 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 I'm a I'm a realist. I uh, mm-hmm. don't really believe in the spiritual world very much. Obviously, it's a pessimist, not a realist. Uh, I am anyways. definitely, I'm definitely uh, a pessimist, I guess, but or a nihilist or a realist. I don't know what you want to call, call it. But the, not a realist, nihilist. Here's the last thing. That's uh, all uh, 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 and this is very unpopular in the jam band world and everything, and just probably gonna oust me. Crystals don't do anything. <laughs> they don't do anything. They're very pretty rocks. I don't agree. We can all agree that they're very pretty. Mm-hmm. They don't have magic powers. Magic isn't real. Okay. I don't feel like I need to say that. Um, it's all but, semantics. But uh, 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 we had a funny discussion about this outside when we were coming up with these. About um, the can you can you tell can you tell them about uh, why why crystals do create energy? Well, they're they're natural conductors of electricity. The natural conductors of electricity. Yeah. Okay, so that w- that would be like oh, there is some science behind this. So that's why you would wear them as jewelry. And I'm saying that's why I have uh, like basically a beaded necklace of just AAA Duracell batteries yeah. that I wear around my, my neck there's because there's energy. It's insane. Right. Crystals are really pretty. They don't do anything okay. at all. That is uh, your perspective. And I don't know that I agree or disagree. I don't know enough about it, to be honest with you. But I do. I think there's a little <laughs> bit of truth to everything, right? So no. wh- whether What? Yeah, to everything. Even lies? There's Even a little lies. Bit, there's a little bit of truth to lies? There absolutely is, yeah. Wow. You like to just make super broad statements for no reason. That's the whole point. Okay. Well, <laughs> I would like to I'm say. Gonna, I'm going to say Billy's last unpopular. No, 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 because I'm not done with this one yet. Okay, yeah, talk uh, about the, it. The, uh, the. I, have you had have you had any experiences with uh, uh, crystal people? No, I call them crystal people. 
Yeah. Or okay. crystallized well, people. Had experiences. Well, yeah, with people that believe in in, in that in that. But when I was, yeah. but I want to tell a story. When I was uh, in Lucky Costello, uh, uh, we would have awesome band, by the way. Uh, 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 tour the whole southeast and uh, played uh, Swanee thirteen times. Anyways, we. Uh, uh, we're playing at Purple Hatter's Ball on a Sunday after the crawfish boil, and we, we were getting a little upset at this guy, this like group of guys that kept on trying to get on stage because they had all these crystals that they needed to put on stage so that we could charge them with our good energy from our music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just saying, uh, yeah, 100%, that's real. No, I'm not saying it's <laughs> real. I'm saying that, like, why deny the person of that experience? I didn't deny. I would never deny a fan any experience. You know me. I let people at uh, uh, the, the, the palace play my keyboards. Of course yeah. I'm going to let them do that. I'm just saying unpopular opinion. This is unpopular. Yeah, yeah. I know that is going to offend some people. Yeah. Especially in the jam band community. I'm doing no service to myself. Right. Crystals don't do shit. Okay. I mean, like, you might be correct. They're I don't pretty. know. They're pretty. They are pretty. They're very pretty. Uh, and, David, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I can't stand that shit. Stand what? Oh, stadium country. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna say since Billy didn't want to say, it, I'll say it for him. What is I it? Wholeheartedly disagree with this. Black Mirror sucks. Uh, well, the, the reason why I didn't want to say this is because I've only watched five episodes now, and uh, uh, I, I, you wrote that down. Yeah, I wrote I said, down. I said Black Mirror. It's a good one. No, no I, I just haven't. I haven't seen a good one yet. Where uh, uh, it's like Black Mirror. Um, it's like all the premises are cool, and it's like, oh, this is a lot of uh, great acting. It's all British actors, which makes it even better. And then secondly, it's like uh, 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 it's like the Twilight Zone, but it's uh, in the future. It's it's amazing. It reminds me a lot of Sherlock. Did you ever watch that show? The new yeah, yeah the, the new Sherlock. Interesting show. Yeah, it's it, like it's kind of like that. It's like a reboot of the Twilight Zone. It's great. The only thing I don't like about it is the endings of them. There's no twist, or and it, it sucks. But maybe I've only seen a couple. That's why I didn't really want to talk about. Well, this. Well, yeah, I want to throw it let's, out there. Yeah, let's end it with this. Anyways, uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Bottom of the Bill. Please follow us on all the social media outlets. Uh, share our stuff around. We need all the help we can get right now. Uh, we'll be in the studio this week, and we're doing, and we're doing a, we're doing a podcast from the, from Dogmatic Studios. Yeah, in South next Florida. Sunday. Next Sunday, Please Miami time. Okay, uh, 6.30 p.m. And I don't know. We got 7.30. Are we doing 6.30, 6.30 again? Uh, we did get some good response. And views 6.30. So, so we might just start doing 6.30. We'll talk about it more. We'll talk about we'll, we'll keep you filled in. It'd be uh, good to do 6.30 because when like football season starts, then we could do it for an hour. And then uh, you, if you want to stick around for Sunday Night Football, NBC. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. I love football. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Adios, muchachos.